127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yo, yo, what it do to the podcast crew? Slamming Good morning that. on a Wednesday. <laughs> Coming back to you very, very soon. Hey, but... You dropped this on a Thursday, though, so like yeah. you said, good morning to everybody on Wednesday, which is fine. It, it, it is, it is a Wednesday morning. It is. This just won't drop till Thursday. Yeah, afternoon. we had to switcheroo, buckaroo with the schedule in the podcast crew. Hey, oh, gosh. I don't know if I can handle you two today, honestly. I need to get signed to a label. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> a rapping label. I don't know for like a children's TV like, show. Like, no, a Christmas paper. What? I don't know what that is. Rapping. Oh. <laughs> WR. WR. Welcome to WRAP. Rapping paper <laughs> industries. <laughs> yeah, it's derailed on Wednesday. Have you, have Sorry. you ever done that? Have you ever wrapped a Christmas present? Yes, I have wrapped a Christmas present. Okay. That's a weird question. <laughs> that used to be one of my like favorite things during Christmas time was wrapping even if I didn't get get the gift, my mom would be like, you want to wrap this? I was like, yeah, all day. And I'll put my name on the thing just because <laughs> I wrapped it. But I would also put their name who got it, but I would put my name because I wrapped it. So yeah, so it comes just, from my hands, mm. you know. Because you got to put the, the pretty wrapping paper on the outside, you know. You gotta... <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to transition so fast. He's trying. How, Wait. The, there's, there's two people in the room that are in school. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. You're like, what, 6.2 days in? 7.2 days in? As much as I hate to say this, because I'm a comm major, I'm drowning big time. But I think we're starting to get into the the rhythm of the semester. I'm still getting used to, like, there are just some weekly due dates that happen every week that I just have to hit reset on every semester. I don't think I've gotten there yet. And so, like, last night, went to breakaway, totally forgot I had a quiz, and so was sitting in the parking lot, didn't have any service. So I was trying to watch a video, but I couldn't turn that thing barely in time because it was like a five minute quiz. Yeah. Praise the Lord. But what'd you make? Yeah, I got a hundo. It was yeah. a five question quiz. It was like, did you watch the video? And so nice. Yes. I watched the video. What about you, bro? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same sentiment as Zach. I am still trying to get into the groove of reading again. Mm. For those that don't know, I was a math major. And so didn't, co- didn't co- read college was like legit just homework i never read my textbooks um and so i'm I'm trying to get back into the groove of just reading because some of my textbooks are like 60 page chapters so that's hard um and i also feel like crazy like i don't have enough time Mm. for everything that i have to do so you want 25 hour days yeah maybe (laughs) no i want eight eight day weeks oh I was like, <laughs> we're going to add one to something. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that idea. Three-day weekend? That probably make me more lazy. Okay. So you want a six-day week and a two-day weekend? Yeah, let's do that. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. Same amount of work. You're not adding stuff. Okay. But you just, just spread more, over another got, day. Got more time. Yeah, I think okay. I'm okay with that. I can respect that. Because I guarantee you, you get a 25-hour day, you're just sleeping an extra hour. Am I though? 
pretty much everybody. That's the, gonna be the poll. Everybody gets so excited about this goofy time change thing. When we gain that hour back, it's like I get an extra hour of sleep. Nobody says I get an extra hour of work. Yeah. No one ever said that. But it also does happen at like 3 a.m. That, that's fine. But none of us pretend that it happens at 3 a.m. We're just like, yeah. it's, it's there during the day sometime. Right. It's true. It's true. Mm. I don't know if that helps us, but. No, it's good. That's yeah, I got you. Christmas presents. <laughs> what were you talking about? <laughs> Just go back. You got to put the pretty. You got to put the pretty stuff on the outside. You got <laughs> to wrap it the the present in in a, in a nice garment of wrapping paper. Garment. <laughs> I'm gonna put on some clothes on my present. Yeah, uh, that's gotta, a good way to think about that. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody gives a Christmas present without wrapping paper. It's just, uh, doesn't look some people do. What about a bag with tissue paper? That see that also looks pretty because it has the tissue paper. To what what about just a bow? Like you yeah, buy like, somebody like a car? A, yeah, like the car bow, the the Lexus commercial. I mean, honestly, that looks pretty enough. As That's a just Lexus, a hat. So. <laughs> the car just has a fancy hat. <laughs> that bow hat, a little little bow hat. <laughs> Yo, so oh man, this is good. This is good. Okay, so so wrapping paper on the outside. I mean, you're not changing the inside. And why is that an issue? I don't know. <laughs> Today, Amen. He he hit the the button early, so we're just gonna we're gonna not transition this. <laughs> Pursuit of holiness. That's the episode for today. Episode forty seven. It's been forty seven. Forty seven wow. episodes. Um, if you didn't get the chance to this past Sunday, also we need this is a reminder for me with the podcast people listening. I need to record an intro for the Sunday night messages. Hey, we need this. a new voice on that. So. Um, but with that, if you didn't catch Sunday night's message and you want to listen to it, it is on Spotify. Just go check it out. But the matter at hand, pursuit of holiness. What even is holiness? Before we get to the pursuit part, what even is holiness? Mm-hmm. DJ Caleb. What's the verse? I think it's in uh, Hebrews for without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Or maybe it's not Hebrews. John would know it. I, I mean, I, I think Hebrews is a great place to find that verse. Uh, but like holiness is just, I mean, I would say simply put looking like Jesus or looking holy, being holy and who is holy Jesus alone. So looking like Jesus. Yeah. That's good. Did you find it? I thought you were looking for that verse. No, I am. I think it's 12. I was looking for the definition of holiness. Yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> I love it. You know, dictionary.com says what holiness is the state of being holy. Oh my God! I'll say it slower for the people in the back. The holiness is the state of being, being holy. holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. It is also a title given to the Pope, oh, the yes. Orthodox <laughs> patriarchs, and the Dalai Lama, or used to address them. It denotes a Christian renewal movement originating in the mid nineteenth century among Methodists. <laughs> Oh gosh! Going <laughs> Emphasizing the Wesleyan doctrine of the sanctification of believers, mm. which mm. I don't like that they stole that. It can't just be a Wesleyan doctrine. That's yeah. the biblical doctrine. That's, that's Bible right there. <laughs> but I appreciate you, John, for pointing that out. Not John Davison, but John Wesley. Mm. John Wesley. Did you find that verse over there? Yeah, Hebrews twelve fourteen. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness with which no one. With sorry, without which no one will see the Lord. And so holiness is, is the a requirement to see God basically. Yeah. There. So I think it's, I mean, looking like Jesus. Yeah. I've heard it said that 
and being holy is being set apart separated separated what is what does that entail what, like why if we say god is holy god is separated what does that what does that mean where I, we're going to just keep going to the bible if that's okay but it might take oh, yeah. me a second uh because logos is slow i wanted to say acting a fool but that wouldn't have been very nice um uh rescue from the people of Gentiles and you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light the power okay the i like to go find red letters that aren't in the gospels just because then like hey jesus is speaking and so for those of you that are like oh jesus only spoke in the gospels acts chapter 26 and the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you're persecuting. You know, you know what's happening here. A lot of you church people are yakking at Paul. Uh, but, but get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you to serve as a witness and what you have, uh, of what you have seen and will see of me. Such a cool verse. Uh, you're a witness of what you have seen and what you will see. I will rescue you from your people and from the Gentiles. I'm sending you to them to open their eyes. Okay, so this, be this begins to help us define, like, what is meant maybe by to be set apart to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and share among those who are sanctified by me or sanctified by faith in me. Um, and I think we said this before the, the podcast, <coughs> this is going to be difficult for us to talk about holiness and not, not jump right over into sanctification and not just use those words interchangeably. Um, probably in the circle that we run in. That's just what, what we'll talk about. So, but the separation is our eyes are open to something new. We are turning from dark things to light things, which that would mean that of the world to not of the world. Yeah. And we're turning from the power of Satan to God. That's a, yeah. and so to be set apart from what is the norm, sin, darkness, led by Satan <laughs> under Satan's power, which kind of is aggressive uh, for a lot of us, but that's true. Walking in forgiveness, sharing with those who are being sanctified by faith. That's the set apartness of that. And mm -hmm. Paul, I mean, Paul's just the, let's make him the example yep. of the guy that none of us would want the dude to join our church that has been running around murdering Christians. That's not the ideal church member. And so he was really far off on one side and now he has been sanctified he's growing in his holiness those things are happening in his life currently so that he can then be moving in a direction that makes him look different than what he was and what the rest of the world is yeah yeah i like that i mean uh just i'm i like how he, he mentioned that it's kind of impossible to mention holiness without sanctification yeah. <clears throat> because my mind obviously goes to Romans six and how there's this, this stark contrast between being a slave to sin and being a slave to righteousness and how when you are in Christ, you are no longer a slave to sin, but you are a slave to righteousness and how there's the difference, the, the set-apartness there. I like how he said that when you um, are in Christ, you are going against the norm. That is maybe to, to be a slave to sin or a slave to the flesh. But as as Christians, we, we know that we are... Um, under a different master, under, not under sin or the devil, but under Christ and under righteousness. And so I think that's kind of where the set-apartness yeah. lies. For sure. 
I love this idea of, of separation between, um, and, and I use this word lightly because uh, God comes near to us even in our brokenness, but, but this idea of holiness that, that light can't exist without darkness um, and perfection can't exist with sin. Um, these things like these ideas can't coexist. Um, so I think a question naturally comes up of someone who unbeliever then accepts the gospel. Um, Christ's righteousness is, is placed inside of them. God sees them, um, not for their sin, but for Christ's perfection. Um, why then do we have to strive for this holiness? Why then do we have to, to grow? Because if we're seen as, you know, God's chosen people, adopted into his family like why is there this striving process why do we have to um, strive for holiness if we've become holy because of christ's perfect death on the cross you ask big questions zach (laughs) um okay what what makes holiness complicated in the life of most people and i'm gonna put myself in there too is is that when we read that and when we teach and when we kind of understand and when we rightfully say uh, that God outside of time looks down on this planet and the only reason that we have any ability to be in front of him is because of we're covered by the blood of Jesus. And so it's like, hey, that would that would mean that you're holy. But then the New Testament goes around and just continues to teach that on this planet, in this life, Christians will not attain sinless perfection which which would be the ultimate form of being set apart. That's the holy, holy, holy part of God, that you are set apart, beyond set apart, beyond set apart. Um, and we're not going to get there. And we are commanded to be perfect, though. We're not going to get there, but you are yeah. commanded to get there. That's uh, Matthew 5. Mm-hmm. And, and so the the challenge is is that we have a blurred line between what we think is perfection so it's this human standard of perfection versus god's standard of perfection mm-hmm. and the the great part about our salvation is i want to i want to blame that on god often and then when i get into conversations about people uh, about where i sit on the <laughs> Calvinistic scale or like what I believe about all that, which is always a, a fun conversation for me. Um, I, I can say, Hey, you have a role in this. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bible's real clear that, that, that is, I mean, again, Matthew five, you, you must be holy as I am holy. Uh, and so it's a call to action. And, and so I'm just going to go ahead and bring this all the way back. I'm sorry, guys. I just, it's my cheat code. What, what Jesus says in Matthew five forty eight, you therefore must be holy because I am, or you must be perfect because I am perfect, is another way of saying Deuteronomy 6. Mm. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul. And if you do that, like if you're living by that standard, by that great commandment, then, you've, then you're, you're getting to that point. And, and what I've been screaming, if you come on Sunday morning, I haven't screamed it, but what I've just been thinking mentally really loud uh, to people as if we would understand the Shema, if we would understand Deuteronomy 6 and you understand God's heart behind that, then you would recognize that your pursuit of holiness, <laughs> your, your striving for your, <clears throat> excuse me, for your sanctification is for your good. But, but I think in my mind and maybe in the lives of college students, it's actually for others good. So when they see you doing those things, they are encouraged and they want to follow in the same way. Mm. Um, and so, yes, Jesus sees that and you could, you could die right after your salvation moment, whatever that looked like, and you would get to heaven. And the standard to get to heaven is perfection, is sinless, a sinless nature that Jesus took care of for you. 
But on this planet, because we're still surrounded by sin, you strive to fight against that, to overcome that. You will still sin, but you strive against it so that other people will look at it and go, okay, I'm in. I'm following. You love well. You, you're chasing this, this Jesus person. You're reflecting it well. For some reason, I'm, I'm drawn to that. And unbelievers, I can, I, I can do that too, prove that biblically. Unbelievers are drawn to people that are faithfully following Jesus, even if they don't know it. Yeah. And, and that's part of your sanctification journey is for the encouragement of others. That's the direction that I lean a lot stronger. Yeah, that was well said. I like that. And so when, when you ask that question, my mind goes back to just Romans 6. Romans 6 verse 1 says, what shall we say then? This is in reference to the fact that we have been made righteous in, because of Christ. He says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? In other words, because we're in grace, should we, should we continue in sin? Like, is that okay? Because it's very common, like you said, for people to say, well, Jesus forgave me. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter how I live. Hmm. And yet Paul says in verse two, by no means, how can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? And so it's this, um, just this connection that if you've been raised with Christ, you're going to look like him. And if you don't look like Christ, maybe you were never really baptized into Christ. In fact, that's, that's one of our favorite verses in Romans 8. Um, in verse 29, he says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. In other words, when, when Jesus saves you, you will be conformed to him, his image. You will look like him in the future. And if you're not looking like his image more and more each and every day, then maybe you were never um, in Christ truly. Mm. Because this is a promise that those in Christ it's a guarantee that they will look like Jesus. And so really that's, that's, that's the big question is if, if you aren't living a holy life, if you're not pursuing holiness, are you really truly in Christ? Yeah, that's good. I think you've, you guys have kind of hit on this idea. <clears throat> so I'm going to kind of just straight up ask this question of, straight of, up. <laughs> of what's, what's the end goal or what's just the major goal of this pursuit of holiness. And I think you, you kind of hit on it as far as, being a witness, being honestly a testimony of, of what God can do in one's life. I mean, the power of which when the spirit enters your heart, the way he transforms you. But, but what's, I think we can kind of flesh out this idea of what's the goal of this pursuit. Um, cause I think a lot of people look inward when they, when they think of pursuit of holiness. Sure. Um, so what do you guys think is the goal of it? Yeah. I, like you have to, I think you have to think inward a little bit because, um, the Bible <laughs> points us in that direction too. Uh, there's a lot of just like personal mm -hmm. do these things. Um, but it, it helps us to understand, we scratch the surface here. It, it helps us to understand that, that as we pursue like the inward holiness aspect of it, it's not just for self. Yeah. Um, and so if we would just go, um, Christ and him alone, kind of in all spaces, which means like I'm, I want to, I desire to know him. And, and I didn't think about this until I'm talking right now, but even our church's mission statement helps with this, like making Jesus your all, that's just holiness. Um, but it has a comma there and sharing him with all that, making sure that, that our, my end goal in my pursuit of holiness is how famous can I make Jesus in, inside my own life? To, to my own good, pour it out to other people's lives for their good, um, yep. but ultimately for God's glory. And if God's glory, pursuing Jesus, if that's my ultimate focus, then it changes me. And then will naturally, as I allow that to happen, 
um, have an impact on other people. But but I'm just going to take the Sunday school answer and be like, yeah, the, the ultimate purpose of my sanctification, my pursuit of holiness would just be God's glory. Mm. Yeah, I mean, to please God. Um, that verse again in Hebrews 12, uh, verse 14, for the holiness without which no one will see the, see the Lord. And so really your your pursuit of holiness should be because of how much you desire to see God. And not only just to see God, but to, when you are in his presence, please him with the way that you lived your life. You know, that verse of, it's Second Corinthians 5. Uh, yeah, I think it's Second Corinthians 5, where one day we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give, an, a, give, it, give a, a testament or attest to the way that we lived our lives. Not because our works save us, but because uh, when, when those works are judged, will those works have glorified Christ or will they have dishonored him? Mm. And so I think it's just that you, you live a holy life. You pursue holiness because you want to, to honor Jesus. You want your life to, to look like his and because you want to see God um, and you want his, his righteousness and his glory um, to be made known in you, like John said. Yeah. I think that's an important idea. I, I heard this. It, it was Bible. I just don't know where it was. He's Bible. Um, so you may be able to catch me on this. Um, even even believers in Christ are going to sit before the throne of God and give a testimony and give a witness for everything and every action, every thoughts that they had. Um, so even even a Christian, yes, will is guaranteed um, eternal life in heaven with Christ, being honestly a return to the garden. Uh, but even with that, there comes this this judgment from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone will be judged from God. Um, so you, you, even as a Christian, you have to give an account for the things that you did. And when the Lord sees your motives behind your service, he sees if it was selfish or selfless. Um, and so even within that space, like when you come before God, this is why this is so important because you can, you can be a Christian and totally wreck this whole thing. Um, serving in a way that's selfish, serving in a way that is is self-glorifying. Um, and, and I hope, and I'm, you know, I pray that that brings glory to the father at the end of the day and that people come to repentance because of it, but you will give an account for that. Uh, before the throne of God. And so um, I think that's why this idea is, is just so important. Yeah. And I even, I even think, I don't know if y'all had any other thoughts, but I even think just kind of on a tangent of how, I think it's first Peter three. Uh, yes. Yes. So the first Peter three, verse seven, likewise, husbands live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they're heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. And so I kind of just take that verse and think um, Paul is commanding the men to be holy there, to, to love their wives in holiness and in grace so that their prayers aren't hindered. And I think that's just an interesting thought because he's saying that if, if the man is living unholy, then God is going to just neglect his prayers, basically. And so I, I think it's interesting just to take that into another account as maybe another reason why we want to live holy lives is so we have a direct communion with the father so yeah. that our, our, our prayer line isn't hindered yeah. because I think um, I've seen so often in my life or in other people's lives that when they're, when they're far from holiness, um, they're also far from God and their prayer life is yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't miss that communion aspect. That's it. It should push everybody into a space um, of thinking like my pursuit of holiness ensures my communion with the father because here's, here's the tension. Um, that we live in, or we'll go American culture. And I don't want to pick on Americans, but I think this is kind of thing Um, that, that once we get the thing that we want most, 
we really quickly move on to the next thing that we want the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we live in a very wealthy, things are available. I mean, like we were talking about the iPhone 15 and the price going up today. Like I was able to go into AT&T like a month ago and trade in my iPhone 12, which is a great, like don't need anything more than that for an iPhone 14 for free. Like it really didn't cost me anything. I get, a, a, they charge me all my bill every month and I get a credit on my bill every month that, that covers the cost of it. So it's basically free. I just have to stay with AT&T for like two more years, something yeah. like that. And I need cell phone service. And I like to walk by the guy at Sam's. He goes, hey, who's your cell phone provider? I'm like, AT&T. He's like, high five. And so we just keep doing that. But it, but as soon as like there, it was, I could get the iPhone 14 and then instantly we go iPhone 15. Yeah. Like it's today, I think. Today they're talking about it. <laughs> That's weird. I think so, yeah. Yeah, the Apple Summit thing is today. So we live in this, mm. this mindset that we always look for the next thing. And here's the challenge in, in scripture, because we talk about like you are covered, you could die and you uh, have that perfection that gets you into heaven. But Paul pushes against that really hard. And mm-hmm. we talk about this, um, Danny Onaka, our boy, talked about this a lot, living in the already, but not yet. Because mm. um, that's Hebrews 11, when the faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. There's a lot of mm. future talk. There's a, there's a theological tension that when we think about our faith in Christ, like we've arrived and we're done, mm. but, but there's, a lot of, there's a lot of spiritual blessings that are ours, but we don't have them yet. Mm. And, and so our constant communion with God ensures that some of these things that the Bible's really, really clear, like you've been adopted into Christ, Romans 8, but you're not yet adopted a few more verses down in Romans 8. Yeah. Like, is that, yeah. What is it? Romans eight fifteen 15 uh, is... I'm I won't be able to quote this one for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption mm-hmm. as sons. We see that. But then Romans eight twenty three, not and not only the creation, but we ourselves, we have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we eagerly await the adoption. Mm. Yeah. So how do you say we're adopted, but we're still waiting the adoption? <laughs> And, and we yeah. can do that with, you've already been redeemed in Christ, Ephesians 1, but you're not yet redeemed, Ephesians 4. Yeah. Uh, you've been sanctified in Christ, 1 Corinthians 1, but you're not yet sanctified, 1 Thessalonians. Like, we can keep doing that. And the only way that you take those steps um, that to, to, to receive, I don't like that word, um, to, to continue to chase after the promised blessings in Scripture is constant communion with God. Mm. Because, yes... I believe once saved, always saved, child of God, like no one is going to take that out of the Father's hand. All of those things are true. But you miss out on blessings on this planet, which I think the greatest ones is to see dead people come alive as you share your faith with others and people begin to walk with Jesus. That's the biggest blessing we can get. But there's also all these already but not yet promised blessings that come Mm -hmm. with communion with God. And, And I would say like my sanctification is not complete but, but I started my sanctification journey a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I turned 43 tomorrow. Hello, podcast world. Hey. Um, which, which means that I, I started my relationship with Jesus 34 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I still, like, I, my sanctification journey is nowhere near done. But now, like, I walk with such a stronger confidence than I did when I was 9, when yeah. I was 13, when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Because I've been able to see God work in unbelievable ways in my life personally, but in the lives of others. So, so I've taken little steps that, that, that I understand sanctification more. I know it's not fully complete. I can do that with, with how I've been raised in Christ, but not yet fully raised in Christ, how my adoption is in Christ, but I'm still not there yet. Like all of those things have come alive with not perfect, but what I, what I think has been 
over a, over a time span, some sort of constant communication with God, yeah. Yeah. like staying engaged in the father. So important. So like I expanded on that with Caleb, but that's just brilliant. Like you guys grab that. What's holiness. Yeah. I would like imperfect, constant communion with God is going to push yeah. you to that space. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So I think, I think the follow-up question is how do we practically live in that balance after salvation hmm. before glorification um, which is just being raised with Christ on on the day of your passing. Um, how do we live in this in this balance, practically speaking? Um, obviously, communion with God. What does that even look like? Um, what are some other ways that that we can um, grow in our sanctification? Um, one of the verses that we're trying to memorize for uh, the forget it's not Proclamation Coalition. It but, is. It is. You oh, know it that. Is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Romans twelve eleven. do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. So I would say serving God, serving the church. Um, it helps you to, um, look, look ahead to the future, to your glorification. Mm. Um, and it, it, it's a holiness thing because you are with doing it with community. You are, um, being pushed to, to love people. You're being pushed to love Jesus. And so I would say that's, that's one example, serve the church. Yeah, that's good. Good. What's yours, Zach? What's mine? Yeah, I don't know why the first the first thing I thought of um, was was Christians when and this isn't practically answering this this question, but um, Christians who near the end of their life um, who in a hospital um, like n- the end is near, uh, the time is coming, the promise is almost fulfilled for their lives, um, mm. and even in those moments of where we're naturally, I think a human would be scared and timid and, and look inward of like, what's going to satisfy me these last few moments. They, they look outward, um, sharing the gospel in hospitals, um, Mm. sharing the gospel with their family, um, and, and loving those around them the way that Christ would. Um, and that's like, I don't know why for me that is such a clear picture of, of sanctification that at the end of their life, their entire mission is to share the gospel and love those around them the way that Christ does. Um, again, doesn't, I don't think that really practically answers the question, but sure. um, I think that's just a, a, a sweet sign of someone who, um, truly sh- strived, strove, striven, striven, uh, strived, I think is the word, uh, strived for holiness, like their life and is a mm. clear, like, honestly, like such a, a sweet fruit of someone's life that, that we get mm. to see, um, at the end of their journey. Yeah. I, I try to think this way, like, I don't want to blur the lines of, holiness and the pursuit of perfection mm. um in my I have life. that on here yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean because because god god's not naive <laughs> just hear that okay god's not naive he he knows like i'm not gonna get there yeah and that's why i provided a way for me to get there um it would be like me saying hey uh at 43 years old i'm gonna start training and then i'm gonna break a i'm gonna, I'm gonna break the world triathlon record mm. there's, there's a couple things wrong there one, um, I've, I've just been medically put back together in places that make that difficult. Uh, I really do enjoy swimming, but I'm not real fast. I like riding my bike, but I'm not real fast. I absolutely despise running. I want to say hate, but I, I, I just, I do. I hate running, uh, unless somebody's chasing me and then I'm, I'm, I don't like it then either. Uh, there's no point in just running. And so, and when I had, when I had two, I've had three surgeries now that all of the doctors said, Hey, you just should not run. And I'm like, I wasn't before, but thank you for that. Uh, but it would be like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to set the world record. And you know what? I'm going to beat it by 20 minutes. Mm. 
that's sort of like when I think about this, there's a yeah. standard mm-hmm. that I just can't get to. Yeah. And God's not naive to know that. And so, so we can, we can list and we should, like we want to encourage the believer to go, here's some things that you should do to strive for holiness. But I'm going to go to the end and go, when will I actually attain that? And mm-hmm. it's in the presence of God. Yeah. I, I won't get it until I get heaven. Yeah. And so what can I be doing now to practice that? Well, then I practice the presence of God. Yeah. I mean, that's Brother Lawrence's book. If you want a really, really short read, come to my office, I'll let you borrow it. it. I mean, it's you can fly through this book. It's called The Practice of Presence of God. And and if you will just find spaces that you see God moving, and so that could be the end of your life, you're sharing the gospel, and that encourages you where you're diving into God's word and you're seeing him move um, before and now as it comes alive and you're praying for people and you're writing down those prayers and you're seeing those prayers answered. That's just the practice of the presence of God where you're, you're in community and you're being encouraged by people who are walking that, like all of those. And so you want to take your step towards holiness, practice being in God's presence. Yeah. That, that's all. And there's a lot of ways because he's, he's good in that way where you can see that mm-hmm. for some people, I'm not this way. Some people it's like the sunset, man, it just reminds me of God. Like it doesn't yeah. to me. Yeah. Finley, yeah. Finley loves that. Finley will turn and we, uh, Monday night, we had the, the freshman equipped leaders at our house. They were over there eating. And so I took the boys like, Hey, let's go play with RC cars out at the park. And so let's go break some stuff. And we did where I have a cool video of us jumping an RC car, like 50 feet and it should have just destroyed. But, and then like in the middle of us playing and like the ultimate man, like watch these cars fly. Finn, Finn turns and goes, look at the sky. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, and I knew like, he loves that. So I turned like, Cool. And I just like, I want to keep going. It doesn't, that doesn't remind me of, of like God's yeah. goodness, but for some people it does, uh-huh. but to see, just to go, Hey, I want to, to practice God's presence mm-hmm. because that's when I will actually attain sanctification w- will be complete when my holiness will be fulfilled is that. So what can you be doing now yeah. to experience God's presence? That's great. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, uh, John Andrew, if you're listening, we, you and I talked about this cause we were going through first Thessalonians, but if you want some just practical things to do of what is holiness, first Thessalonians four verse yeah. three says this, for this is the will of God, your sanctification or, or in the, in the Greek, it's, it can also be your holiness that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. And so just one of those practical things of what can you do to be holy, um, uh, he Paul's very clear, abstain from sexual immorality in all of its forms. Um, So I think that's another one as well. Yeah. Uh, John brought up this idea, I think, in the positive. And so I kind of just want to give some clarifying room. Um, How how is a pursuit of holiness, a striving for holiness, different from maybe a perfectionism mindset, maybe a legalistic mindset? What's the difference between I have a set of rules, I need to follow them, need to get in God's presence, need to do this, need to do this compared to the spirit of God providing this process, mm-hmm. allowing you to take next steps. Like what is, what are these two different ideas? Can we maybe just clarify a little bit of how is this not legalism? I think it's a, just a difference on what you're relying on. And so with holiness, you're relying on the spirit of God to change you from the inside out to make you more like Jesus. Whereas this, this perfectionism, this maybe even Pharisee, 
Phariseeism or pharisaical nature. Yeah. I want to say pharisaical, but that sounds like pharmaceutical. Um, <laughs> Phariseeism. <laughs> pharisaical. Pharisee, that's a new word. Um, nature. On. Like the, the Pharisees were really just relying on themselves to be perfect. Like John said to um, be the own, their own sufficiency that they could follow the law perfectly and, and do exactly what God requires. And yet, just as, as John so well said, we, we can't do what God requires. We can't. Uh, achieve the standard that God set because the standard that God set was, was complete perfection. And we've already broken that and there's no reconciling that on our own. And so I think that's just this, there's this incongruency uh, for a lot of believers that they, when they, they, they think that even though they're in Christ, that they can sanctify themselves on their own. Mm -hmm. They think they, that they can experience and, and pursue holiness apart from the spirit. And yet Paul says in Galatians three that, um, I believe it's Galatians three, um, who has bewitched you? Oh, Galatians. What was it by the spirit that you received this, this grace of Christ or was it by the flesh? Mm. And so it, what, what the listeners need to hear is that, um, just as you have been saved by grace through the spirit of Christ, you are being sanctified through the spirit of Christ as well. And it's not your own doing. It's the work of the spirit. And so I think holiness is really just surrendering to God saying, okay, Lord, it's you. I know that it's your spirit that moves me to holiness, to repentance. I can't do it on my own. I'm going to submit to you knowing that only you can make me like Jesus. My, my perfectionism is not going to work because I've already broke that standard. I, I, I can't reach that standard on my own, mm. but spirit of God, Jesus, only you can make me like him. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. The, the one he made me think of this. I don't know why. Um, a, a lot of times our pursuit of perfection, maybe even like if we're going to call that legalism is not so much like, uh, attaining God's standard, but correcting our past. Mm-hmm. And so like we, we will go, I've made these mistakes before. I'm not going to make those again, making me perfect. Mm. Um, in, in like my own personal space. And so that, that's the part that I would want to push against. And, and Caleb said, like, it, it just really depends on who you're looking at your, your growth. That's why discipleship is important. That's why pursuing God through his word and, and trying to grow in your knowledge and understanding of that is important because you're going to read verses that are really good hurrah verses for you. And you're going to read the next verse and it's going to like sweep your legs out from underneath you. And you're going to be, you're going to be bothered by that. Yeah. And so, so I would go like in our pursuit of holiness, the reason it's not a pursuit of perfection and the reason being like, you have to learn to let go of your past and not try to correct like things that have happened in the past. But, and, and by me, by correct is not like not make those things right, but try to redirect your own action so that you avoid those things. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not kind of the, the end goal. Um, repentance is basically like, I'm not going to fix it. Repentance is just turn and going the other way. Yeah. Um, but uh, first John one seven, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have mm-hmm. fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. Hurrah. Like, yeah. that's great. If we say we have no sin, this is verse eight. If we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. Mm-hmm. And so you go, well, we're cleansed from all sin. But then if I say I don't have sin, then the truth isn't in me. And so what he's saying, he goes, Hey, walking in light, which is what he commands in verse seven, doesn't mean sinlessness. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, you have to understand, even in your pursuit of God, it's not perfection. Yeah. 
even your pursuit of God is just how can I more clearly see him? Yeah, that's good. Um, and in that, this is such a great promise for, for a lot of us that struggled with anxiety and depression. A lot of those are just wrapped up in past that, that pushes our fear of the future. We have to go like, I'm not going to be perfect mm-hmm. in this space. And the only way I can take my next step, um, it's I'm, I'm going to walk in the light. It doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect. It just means I'm going to see Jesus more clearly and I'm going to understand mm-hmm. in my sin, he still loves me. Mm-hmm. And that's like, it's a sweet spot. Zach has said it. We've said it from stage the last couple of weeks. I don't know why poor Matt, this is becoming our anthem, but, but this is, this has to be a space and not 127 and not first or anything like that. Like your Christian walk has to be a space where you're okay being known. Yeah. Um, because the Bible doesn't give you a standard of perfection. It just says, hey, chase after Jesus. You're not going to be sinless. You won't be sanctified until you get to heaven, fully sanctified until you get to heaven. It's a process. This this should be the thing that pushes you against perfection and go, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I'm free. Mm. Not like free to do whatever you want, goober, but free to yeah. just like chase after Jesus imperfectly. That's good. Maybe we got some ambiance. Oh, yeah. Tonight. Organ ambiance at the end. Let, this, pr- let us pray. This could yeah. be great. I want to, oh, you got oh, something? No, go ahead. What are you going to say? I was just going to say, I like that he mentioned that verse because the very next verse after 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's that holiness that mm-hmm. um, we're going to confess our sins. That's the present. I think it's a present participle verb. Um, if we yeah. confess and we turn to him, he's just to forgive us and to cleanse us. That's the sanctification part that by his spirit, he will cleanse us and remove that impurity from us and bring us into righteousness. But yeah, I'll just, I'll finish second Corinthians three eighteen, And and we all with unveiled face, I mean that, that idea in general. Um, and we with all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of God, the fact in that alone that we get to do that is insane. Um, because yeah. of Christ's blood covering us, we get to behold the glory of God with unveiled face, which is a different idea from uh, the old Testament where there was a lot of practices to get into that space. Um, we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is in the spirits. Um, and so this idea that we are being transformed from one degree of glory to the next, um, and it's, it's a process that, that hurts and it's a process that, um, is, is challenging most of the time. Um, and if you're walking through sanctification thinking this is easy, um, that may be, be a check in your heart and check in your spirits, um, but we were being transformed from one degree of glory to the next because we get to see the unveiled face of God. So that's yeah, all. That's good. Nay. Hey. Nailed it. <laughs> I think that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Right back here. Actually, we'll see you Sunday when the message gets uploaded. But after that, we'll see you back here next week. Yeehaw. On Thursday mm. at around 2.30 p.m. ish. Hey, go Marlins. 2.30. Go Marlins. <laughs> go Bye. AL West. <laughs>